Hey guys, Ben Hacker here from Athletes USA Sports Media and welcome to the ASM podcast. This podcast is here to help you guys learn and navigate the US college system and how you can get a scholarship. We'll also be sharing insights into growing your personal sporting brands and how we work with some of the biggest brands to give you the best opportunities in making and succeeding it as professional athletes. In this episode, the guys talk about the number one question we get asked from athletes and that's how do I know which is the right college for me? As ever, any particular topics you want covered, then contact us on Instagram or Facebook. Search for Athletes USA Sports Media. Hope you guys enjoy. Uh, I'm here with the Athletes USA team in the house. We've got Ben today. Hey guys, what's up? We've got Rene. What's up? Claire. Hey guys. Claire's new from France. Claire's from our French office. How, how do you like America, Claire? Awesome. Why is your eyes perfect? Good, good. <laughs> Uh, we got Jay. How's it going, everybody? And we got Lewis. What's up, guys? And we're missing a few of the guys today. Obviously, we're going to have our team in and out of the office for scouting activities. So, with us today, are we excited, guys? Yeah, <laughs> super hype. Tomorrow is <laughs> tomorrow is July the fourth, so we will be having the day off and celebrating America's birthday. Um, otherwise, we'll be back in on Wednesday. <laughs> All right, no rest of the wicked. So, we want to talk about how to identify the right school for me. Um, this topic really is about you know, when you're starting the process right from the beginning. Every week we're going to go every step, next step, right? So we're going to start, say, from the beginning to the end. Um, I'm going to go over loads of topics so that way you know you can be prepared and know what to expect when doing the recruiting process. So we decided this is a very important thing to first look at, you know, how do you identify which school is right for you? Um, we've all had our dream schools and we started a recruiting process and we probably aimed to schools that we weren't recruitable to, but if we knew how to do it, we could have actually got there. And that's what we want you guys to do, is aim for the school you want and know what to do to get recruited to that school. So I'm gonna start off with, I'm looking at Ben here, so one of your ideas this topic. So let's start off with, say, goals and future career planning. What, what would you recommend, Ben? Well, you have to set your goals early, guys. Uh, expectations have to meet reality. So if you want to be an engineer, you have to have top mathematics scores. If you want to write books, you better be doing well when you're in English class. So uh, as a student, be prepared. Have a major. Pick something out. If you don't, you can sort it out while you're in college. But athletically, uh, your goals have to meet your realities as well. You have to be a top athlete if you want to compete at the highest levels in college sports so you know this is a topic we discuss all the time expectations need to meet realities so each of you listening will be a further point along or a certain point along in the recruiting process if you're just getting going you can do your research see what schools what standards you have to uphold academically and and see how their teams are doing athletically and reach for it if you're late to the process you have to take your current academic resume your current athletic ability uh, maybe get an evaluation athletically by someone here on our team. Uh, Lewis, what's the link? Uh, you can just send the – well, you can email media at athletes-usa.com. So academically, you can find all those numbers online. We can help you through it. But athletically, you need somebody to take a look, and we can do it as a team. But uh, we're going to take your current resume and, and fit you to a, an athletic level and find the academic centers which you're already surpassing. Yeah, that's good, that's good advice, Ben. I mean, I think for me, when I look back at when I was doing this, 
I was looking at school like Stanford, right? Yeah. And I just didn't do any of that. You know, I just <laughs> I just simply like emailed the coach and thought I'd get in. So, you know, that's what that's why we're doing this show. Rene, I can see you're you're urging to say something. What's, what's um, on your mind with No, the I just thing? wanna I just wanna um say that Ben is totally on point. So it's really important for you guys to understand that there's not only how good am I in my specific sport, it's also how good am I in school. And sometimes it's also how much budget does have to, does the coach have left. So some of the times you could be good enough to play at Stanford or wherever, but the coach just doesn't have any budget left. But that, yeah. that's not the end of the world. That's not your fault. It's not the coach's fault. He just recruited someone else. So the earlier you come, the earlier you start the process. Again, that's what Chris is, is, is teaching us every day. Your opportunities and your options get smaller and smaller the longer you wait. So make up your mind. Be sure you're realistic about what you want to achieve. Don't. I mean, you can over, over uh, plan or over, not overthink, but you can you can reach for a big goal, but you still have you still need to be realistic about it. And if you yeah. know your strength and you know your weaknesses, you know what you have to work on. So I think Ben was on point with everything he said. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. The more time you have, let's say you Stanford's your goal, or if it UCLA, Florida State, wherever your goal is. And that's where you want to go. Because we, we have that all the time, right? We have athletes saying, this is my school I want to go to. It's very rare athletes say they don't know where they want to go to, which is good because you've done your research, you know where you want to go. But then knowing what it takes to get there is another thing, right? Because if you then don't get advice and you, you get the bad advice and then you do the wrong things, it's going to jeopardize you getting that offer. And it's not like you can just go in a shop and buy this offer, right? I mean, you've got to know the people, the contacts, know what the coach is thinking, and like you guys just said that, which I like, we had that situation with an athlete uh, earlier in the year who had UNLV, right? He, he really liked UNLV. Um, they wanted him. He wanted to go. But they gave him the biggest scholarship they could get, and that was still 25 grand a year. I think it was a $50,000 school. We got half the price off. But just because there wasn't budget there available, because he was late to the game, we couldn't get him in there. We did get him to another school on a full ride in the end. But, uh, I mean, you know, we started that process two years ago. That would be a different story. Um, Claire, what's it like in France that when you when you were thinking about because you play tennis, right? Yeah. You play college tennis, and anyone wants to see uh, the episode from the Athlete USA live show Friday, we have on YouTube uh, Claire's interview on there as well. But Claire played tennis. Um, Division one was it, Claire? Division two. Division two. Yeah. So obviously, you probably aimed them for Division one. I'm assuming. I didn't know very well the process how it was working. Um, yeah. You know, at this time, so. I didn't care very much. I was like, I want to go to the U.S. and the agency at this time was, didn't didn't find anything for me. Uh-huh. So I was just emailing coaches and uh-huh. I got some reply. But now I realize that you know it was not the right process for me because the school was good for tennis, yeah. but academically not very you know expecting my goal. So that was yeah, that was difficult. What I find interesting was that you said you used an agency in France and it worked for you. What's different about the agency? Because obviously Athletes USA wasn't around when no, not you yet. were doing it. No. What's different about that agency versus ours, what we're doing differently? Uh, actually, we do much more more services. Like we followed the, we had the, um, the athlete from the beginning yeah. until the end, until, until the airport, I guess. So, yeah. you know. And beyond, yeah. Yeah, and beyond after. But the agency at this time for me, was just asking for me for money. Yeah. Then um, they found me a school, but the coach didn't know about me, so it was a lie. And then they just, um, you know, didn't reply to my phone call anymore. So yeah. that was a huge lie. 
there is some agency in France that are, are not not that bad, you know, but they are just um, offering you some some coaches offer, mm. and then that's it. No explanation, no what's been explained that you you know you have to you have to put your goals like academically, athletically, and stuff like that. So they are not managing the, this kind of um, point. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're looking at the whole picture from start to finish, right? Mm-hmm. Not just to get you to your school, but also help you beyond that. And this is why the goal setting is so important. You know, what do you want to get out of college? Jay, what did you want to get out of college? What, um, what was your goal going into it? Honestly, when I applied for college, I knew that I wanted to stay close to home. So that was my biggest thing. Um, so knowing that, you know, Syracuse University was right in the same neighborhood, honestly, it, was, it worked out perfectly. But my thing is that I wanted to focus on my, my business skills and that's why I chose to study that that, that field um, and I knew that our school held one of the top business management schools that the North that North America has to offer right you know so I wanted to take advantage of that I've done my research to see exactly what they have to offer what programs they have inside of that school to understand what what um, you know what topics I wanted to study um, what classes I was um, willing to take or, or shouldn't take that would help out with my career path because honestly um you know just being able to develop a a professional um you know presence for yourself and also help your your resume is very important when you're in college you know it's not just about the experience that you go through inside of the school but it's also what you bring out of it and what you get out of it and that's what makes it worth it because at the end of the day even if you're going to school for athletics or if you're going to school for academics whatever the case is you have to measure out exactly how it's going to benefit you and where you're going to pick up afterwards because you know college is average of four years what are you going to do after those four years because it's going to fly by you know that's what's more important yeah Mm -hmm. Lewis what do you think um well I mean when I was a senior I I really wanted to play soccer in college um, when I was a senior in high school um so that was a big part of my deciding factor of where I wanted to go um, but and I, I was going to the camps. I was getting the exposure. But the thing is, I w- what most of the kids at these camps were doing was uh, contacting the coaches ahead of time and making sure that the coaches know knew who they were before the camp even started. So a lot of the times, the coaches already have the players picked out that they're going to be paying attention to at these camps. And even though I would play well at these camps, I still wasn't exactly getting the contact info and I wasn't taking all the steps that I needed to to uh, really get um, paid attention to Um, so I think that just a good idea for every like young athlete is um, well first like make a list of what you want like set out your goals so that you know exactly whether it's academics a certain area in the U.S. or um, or a athletic level that you want to play at make it clear what you want to do and then once you have your goals really set out take the steps forward to um, start to make them happen and that's a great point if you don't mind here like you have to remember that you're also competing against other people that want to go to the same school the Mm -hmm. same program play the same sport as you so yeah have the goals to be there but overachieve Mm -hmm. don't just meet the minimum standards because you know somebody meeting the minimum standards not going to get the scholarship over somebody that has a better resume exactly and that's why that's why preparation is so important because once you have this game plan set out for yourself, you're able to understand, okay, well, if, you know, a bump in the road comes along, I know how to bounce back from that, you know, be able to recover to the point where, okay, you know, maybe I was 
two years down the line, okay, maybe I have my junior year to bring back the spots that I was looking for or find other opportunities that might be just as beneficial because, you know, things happen, you know, um, and going through this process, it does take time. So being able to move on past, you know, something that happens that might not work in your favor, being able to bounce back from that and find another option for yourself is a way for you to you know, honestly take advantage of what the U.S. market has to offer for you guys. Being able to adapt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's say then I'm an athlete or a parent and I'm thinking, okay, I want to go to college, university, right, because I know Americans call it college. We've established it internationally. It's called university. So it's called it a school. I want to go to school, and I don't know anything about this, right? I just know Division One's where I want to go, right? Because I heard that's good. That's the typical thing. I was, when I was 15, I thought the same way. Um now, what are the three? If you're an athlete, you should say athlete, you'll know these already. So, the first interview you ever have with us, we go over your academics, your sports, and your financials. But let's, let's get some good information out there so athletes learn more about this. What are we looking for? What do they need to know? Like, start you off, Ben. What do they need to know? Let's say if I want to go to Stanford, right? Because that's, that's the top hot one we always get. Um, you know, what do I need? Because I, I, I think I'm good enough, right? I, let's say I'm playing soccer and I'm playing for my club team. Sure. You know, I'm decent. You know, why can't I go to Stanford? Well, firstly, decent isn't good enough for uh, many schools, not just D1 schools, not just Stanford, not just D2, D3, NAIA schools. You can't be an average athlete anymore, guys. You have to stand out, excel against the competition, one. But, you know, if you're looking into Stanford, uh, first, what year are you right now? Are you a freshman? Are you a senior? If, if you're a freshman, you might be too late. Kids that go to Stanford generally know they're going to Stanford when they're 10 years old. You have to be academically prepared. If you don't have straight A's right now, you might want to reassess. Uh, if you haven't taken your SAT, you better plan two or three of them, usually. And uh, if you, you don't score near perfect on that SAT, Stanford might be a bit of a reach. So the expectation or the hope to go to Stanford might not match the reality. You have to assess where you're at. If you do have straight A's, keep going. Uh, schedule that first SAT. Let's see what you get. Results take about a month to come back. If you score over a 1,400, close to a 1,500, then you, then you have a chance, but it's not a guaranteed admission to get in Stanford. Uh, it wouldn't be such a bad idea to reschedule the test, taking a second time. Uh, put together some... Uh, resumes, uh, recommendation letters, things that highlight you as a person. You have to write an essay to be admitted into Stanford. Uh, we just recently got a student in there, and uh, he took three SATs before he finally got admitted, and now he's going to go into the 2018 class. So that means that's one year, one and a half years from now, right now. And he started the process about eight months ago. So for him, it took a little, he was two years out and finally just got admitted about a year away. So it took about a year for him to get through the whole process. Yeah. So uh, if, if you want to go to Stanford, you better be seriously committed at a young age. You, you, you start this process at 10, 11 years old. You need to have an idea of yeah. what you're doing. We have kids all the time that are 18 years old say, hey, uh, Stanford, UCLA, Yale, Harvard, internationals tend to recognize uh, we have 4,700 schools, but maybe 10 of them. Every conversation we have are the ones that come up just because they're seen on TV or, uh, you know, mainly just TV, actually. But, you know, somebody knows somebody that knows somebody that went there or something along those lines. But 10 or so schools come up every time. A couple states, California, Florida, come up every almost every time you talk with somebody. And 
to go there or go to those states, the standards are much higher academically and athletically. So you really have to know at a young age or at least have an idea of what your plans are at a young age to reach those states and those schools and those goals. Okay, so if you're young, you've got time. But let's say, we, as we know, we get lots of athletes that are 16, 17, who think they have all the time in the world. But obviously, once we've spoken to them, they know they don't. Um, what do you do? Because you know, we don't want to put doom and gloom out there. There's so much potential for your Division Two, even at some Division One schools. Um, but what should they be doing? Like, you know, what, what would be the, the best advice for an athlete at 16 years old or 17 years old who is late to the game? You know, where can they go? Because there is options for them here. But plenty of options. Again, 4,700 colleges and universities here in the United States. I would get assessed. I, I would reach out to, to, to our team and say, you know, here's, here's what my grades are. I haven't taken the SAT, and this is some video of me playing my sport. Uh, I'm, highlight yourself in that sport, and, and let's see. Let's see what's possible for your current situation. But, uh, you know, if you're 16, 17, 18, you're a little late to the game to some other kids going to these top universities. But if you get an assessment and you're at those levels, let's get that get you on their radar and get you working through the admissions processes and taking the right tests as fast as we can. Yeah, I mean, what we're looking for is three things. So whenever you speak to one of our scouts, looking at your academics, right? So academically, we're looking at how good you are at school right now. So we're going to assess, you know, from, say, a D to an A grade or 2.0 to a 4.0, you know, wherever you're from in your country, we're going to look at really where you are in the class. You don't have to be an A grade student to come to college, but it does help, right? If you're aiming for those Stanford schools, you're going to need that. But if you don't have that, you still can come to a good school here. And actually, I'd advise if you're not an A grade, you, you shouldn't go to Stanford. You're going to struggle. Right, yeah, that's true. Like yeah. you're going to really, really struggle, and you're probably not going to make the team you have a very bad experience. You might want to start off at a different school and work your way up. I, I, I know now, looking back, like where I was academically at 16, Stafford had been bloody impossible. Like, <laughs> I would have struggled so much, I would have struggled so hard. But you know, now I think I could cope for sure. So it's being that prepared in that sense because you just look at the sport aspect. Many athletes just look at sport. And again, this is why the goals are important. What are you trying to get out of this? If you're trying to be a top scientist, you want to go to Caltech. That's one of the best schools in the world for science. It's a Division II mm -hmm. school. So, and let's think about this. If your goal is to become a top scientist, you, you don't want to have a challenging sport structure mm -hmm. because you, you want your, your, your core goal is your academics. So Division two at a very high you know, school of good rankings like Caltech yeah. for Science is where to go. Business, you're looking at Harvard, uh, Waldorf. Um, uh, there's so many good, good programs. Yeah, University yeah. of Penn, University yeah. of Chicago. These are top recognizable names, but mm -hmm. there are a thousand. Almost every school in the nation offers businesses. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, as long as you're above the top 50% or even 60%, you're, you're going to get a quality education that's yeah. nearly unmatched across the rest of the world. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the first thing we look at is the academics. So, you know, we're going to look at where you are academically versus what's possible to get the expectation right for you. Next thing is sport levels, right? Mm -hmm. So with sport levels, you know, we're looking at where you are. Are you playing in the country? Are you playing just for the state team? Are you playing just at your high school? I'll tell you right now, if you're playing at high school level, and you've got grades of C and D, you're never going to go to Division 1. Unless you do something about that. Is it, is it, would we all agree that's a fair assessment? Yes, yeah, definitely yeah. true. Right. You need more time to develop. And there's yeah. options for kids that need more time to develop. Yeah. But, you know, that's sometimes it's not, it's not bad to start junior college, uh, especially yeah. for international students, because it's more easy to integrate in a smaller university first. Yeah. 
you know, for the language mm. and for everything, and then transfer yeah. to a biggest university. If you have holes in your resume, whether it's academically, athletically, or his third point, which we haven't got to, financially, junior college is a great place yeah. to get started to yeah. transition in the United States schooling system and then improve your resume against recognizable uh, talent, get the exposure you need to get to the level you're seeking. It's allowing you a better transition. You know? And sometimes you, you, you get better university. Exactly. Yeah. You get, yeah. a, you oh, get yeah. a second chance, honestly. Yeah. And yeah. that's what allows you to be able to introduce yourself into the college realm a lot faster because, mm-hmm. um, you know, knowing that you have the advantage to play with other professionals, uh, not professionals, but other students of your age at your talent, you can be able to develop more skill sets. You can be able to reach out to the counselors that's there. And also, yeah. us as a service, we want to be additional support for you as well. So just allowing to revolve yourself around more professionals in that market and you know take advantage of it to get yourself to the next level because what if you want to go to another college obviously you know we would help you tra- uh, transfer to another school it's just about you getting started so that way we can pick up where we left off you know for me I always tell everybody in the companies you guys know we should never be dream killers if you want to go to Stanford I think we should you know we want to help you but here's the thing we need time to help Mm-hmm. If you come to 17, you're making it so difficult for us to get that dream for you to come true. We want you to have that dream more than anything because for us, for you to go to a dream school is our goal. But if you come to the 13, we can make it happen. If you come to the 16, it can still happen. Mm-hmm. You just made it really difficult, right? So how that's going to happen is most likely going to a Division two or to a junior college mm-hmm. and, and, and comparing yourself to others and beating them, mm-hmm. right? You can't be coming last in a team because you won't get to where you want to be. But if you work hard and get number one in team, get good grades, 4.0, you know, get a, a dean certificate, you're one of the best students in the school, you'll position yourself to have a very good opportunity to get to a school like Stanford, UCLA, Florida State. We've had so many this year. We had, Was it last year we had a couple of girls from Florida Eastern go to UCLA from Spain, the soccer players. Yeah. right? They, they were very good soccer players um, coming out of Spanish, so Barcelona Youth Academy. Uh, academically, though, they were like C and D grades. So they weren't able to qualify for UCLA. And they failed the SAT. So they didn't quit the dream. They went to junior college in Florida for one year, and then they transferred to UCLA in a full ride after that. And that's a perfect example how you can do that. But you've still got to put the work in and come and, and you know, put the grind in to get to that opportunity. Exactly. But it's possible for you. Mm-hmm. Um, the big thing here is also financially, mm-hmm. right? So like financially, if you're looking for a full ride, which nearly everybody is, and we want you to get the full ride, you, you've also got to have your, your options open. And, and time's one of your biggest challenges with financial. Again, I'm going to drum it again. If you don't have much time, you come to us late, your financial options are less. So you are probably going to have to pay something. You know, but you have to contribute to your scholarship. But if you have like, you know, 14, 15 years old, you're going to have the time then for us to help you find the full rides or to the school you want to go to and build a case to get you that good scholarship. As Ben mentioned earlier, you know, there's schools where they just don't have the money because they spent it already because you basically lost out on the opportunity because someone else took your spot. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, does anyone here? I see Ben. You're laughing. Yeah. Have you got a story about that? The, the preparation drama is one that we will beat constantly in all our avenues of outreach to the students. It just you can never be prepared enough. Scholarship money for any recruiting class is at its highest early in the process, and it just goes down through the year. So, in through the years, since uh, big Division One schools and top warm weather D twos and NAIs start two to three years early in the recruiting process with a huge name of prospects that narrow down and narrow down until they find the right ones for the roster spots they're trying to fill. So, the sooner you get moving, the better off you are. The more access or 
you have to a larger amount of scholarship. Yeah, and I mean, some kind of building on that, um, I think that it's important, especially if you want to keep that dream of playing at a top-level uh, D1 school like US, uh, UCLA or Stanford, um, just make sure, like, you got to think about it, like, um, if you have a, just because it's not what you want to do in the short term, you have to think about that long-term goal. So, like, even if you have to play at a JUCO for a year or something like that, you can still keep that long-term goal in mind. It's just you have to take the right steps, especially if you're um, getting started, especially if you're getting started kind of late in the process at, like, 16, 17. Don't let that year of playing JUCO or something like that discourage you. Keep that long-term goal in mind, and you can make it happen. I think JUCO gets a lot of rap. People don't understand it well enough. You know, people think that JUCO, the levels, is worse. If you go to a good you know, JUCO, which we're only going to work with good ones, because you know, typically if we're sending you to a JUCO, it's because we want you to go to a top D1 after, mm. right, or to a top Division two after. So we're not going to send you to a JUCO that will never give the opportunity to get transferred. So if you go to a top JUCO, the, the level of standard, like athletically, is normally better than most Division one schools. Yeah. Because they're all trying to get to the next level. The reason why you're there is because your academics aren't where you need them to be. Or if you're like from France, maybe it's English. Yeah. Your English level is just not good enough yet. And you don't want to go to a UCLA or a USC if your English isn't good enough. Again, you're going to struggle and fail and you you don't want that. And I think that's what you guys got to think about who are listening to this. If you athletes aspire to come here, we want you to come here, but we don't want you to struggle. Right, because then it's just going to make a waste of time for your future. So position yourself. You know, it's like if you want to play for Man United. I'm going to pick soccer here, team I support. Right, you don't just go from say your high school team unless you're David Beckham. Right, most players won't won't transition that way. They'll go to a different youth team and then they work their way up the leagues and you eventually end up at Man United and maybe then you get transferred to Real Madrid, which they seem to always do now. Right, but yeah, it's, it's very rare you just go from high school straight to the top. Right, unless you've got everything going for yourself, like Beckham had everything going for himself, right? But that is only like one Beckham in the world, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, UCLA, Stanford, USC, USC University of Miami, Florida State, you know, Ohio State, all these big, big D one schools. There's probably really only forty programs that are consistently consistently good every single year, and out of that, you've only got maybe three to five positions available in each team, if that max. Like football is going to have more. Mm-hmm. but you know so you're competing against the world or the US and the world to get into that team and then you're competing to get a scholarship and there's only going to be a couple scholarships at full ride available so using all the tools and knowledge at your advantage to help get you recruited is the way to go not doing things yourself is an amateur way and it's going to cost you because you're going to miss out on connections advice and guidance that's going to actually help get you the better deal absolutely yeah and, yeah. and, and, and that goes along with just the fact that you know, once again, facing reality, you know, being able to understand that, you know, there's a bunch of levels out there that you have to compete with. And once again, you have to basically be an elite player to get to some of those spots. And if you're, I don't, I don't discredit any athlete that's out there for the talents that they have. You know, everyone deserves recognition for what they've achieved so far. And that's what we're about. We want to give you the right assessment. But at the same time, you have to understand that, there's thousands of kids out there looking for that very same opportunity like Ben mentioned. So you have to understand that we're working in your favor as long as we can and as much as we can, but you have to understand that there's steps that you have to take. And sometimes that step might not be the process that you want to go through, but it's also very necessary. You know, those are some things that you have to face in order to get through that spot 
to find that long-term goal that you're looking for, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it was easy, everybody would do it. <laughs> <laughs> and you could just take this small example. There's six of us sitting at this table right now talking to you. All six of us want to go to Stanford University and play on the golf team. Now, three of us do not meet their admission standards. So we've narrowed our list from six to three. And of these three, we have to see who's the best golfers. Well, that'll be me. <laughs> <laughs> not the last time we played. But <laughs> no, no, you beat me that time. <laughs> so, but that's, that's – it's just there's so many people competing for the same spot. You have to be ready and ready early and, and excel. Mm-hmm. And willing to take the steps necessary to make that uh, long-term goal happen. Yeah. So – I think for this week, that wraps it up. Next week, we'll have another topic for you guys. Uh, July the 4th tomorrow. Any plans? Only one fun tomorrow? What are you doing? Fireworks. 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 <laughs> you got to go watch them or you doing your own fireworks? Watching. Yeah, watching. <laughs> Keeping all my fingers. <laughs> We've burn your finger before. <laughs> all right, good stuff. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed the podcast. And on that bombshell, we'll check you guys out next week. Have See you guys. Bye. Bye.
All right, cool. So, welcome to the Athletes USA podcast. 